the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning. Welcome to our show today. Leadership and life coach Betty George works with senior executive leaders in a variety of industries. She's been a close colleague, collaborator, and a good friend of mine for 10 years. So many of us are drawn to Betty because of her wisdom and the richness of her life experience, but I actually think her philosophy is part of her magic. Betty's philosophy is to be present to the life you have in order to lead the life you imagine. So be present to the life you have right now in order to lead the life you imagine or in my word, envision. So this is a piece of direction for all of us um, aspiring visionaries out there. Today, Betty's joining me to talk about how and why to prepare for the new year. She's going to help us ring out 2011 and begin the process of ringing in 2012. This is all part of being present to the life we have. Welcome, Betty. Hi there, Kate. I'm delighted to be here. I'm really excited to join you in this uh, this conversation as we close 2011 and focus on the next year. You know, visioning has been the core of our work, yours and mine, for as long as we've known each other, and we've created our own visions together. We've shared them with each other and guided others to do the same thing. So it's wonderful to be here with you today to uh, talk about what we have learned and what we have done over these years. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this is going to be a really re- rewarding hour for me personally, and I think it's exactly the kind of conversation that um, people I'm talking to are craving right now because, let's face it, you know, we're tired as a year comes to the end, and uh, we're faced with the thought of New Year's resolutions, which mm-hmm. seems to <laughs> ask us to step up yet again. So, um, So here we go. Um, so, you know, Betty, the new year does invite us to make bold resolutions and kind of start new. And I, I hear from many people, I know this sometimes happens to me, that we look regretfully at the year behind us, sort of vaguely remembering our lost resolutions and uh, trying to um, track progress or maybe just try again in the new year. And I think after a while, it's hard to really believe in a new year's resolution process. Um, I've been reading about New Year's resolutions, actually, preparing for the show today. And I've learned that according to people who research the subject of goal setting and resolutions, the third Monday in January has been labeled as the most depressing day of the year. (laughs) (laughs) This is the day that many people give up on their New Year's goals because they've encountered a setback of one kind or another. So my thought is that we are going to sidestep New Year's resolutions and use vision today to really help people set uh, an intention and a picture of the year they really want to create. How does that sound to you? That sounds terrific. You know, I I think the whole idea of resolution is 
is it feels as if it's a burden, something I have to live up to. And I think uh, as opposed to a vision, which is something we can live into, there's something that inspires us in a very different way. Mm, I like the way you said that, living into it instead of trying to live up to it. Mm-hmm. So in our work, Betty, we know that before we start to picture the future, we really need to calibrate where we've been and where we are today. And so you and I um, have been thinking that ringing out the old year is just as important as ringing in the new. Why do you, why, for our listeners, why is that important? Well, I think there are a number of reasons. I, I, you spoke earlier of feeling tired or weary at the end of a year. We work hard. We, we live, try to live to the fullest, and some things work out the way we hope and some things don't. I think we need to be, it's about being conscious, uh, of, and coming to look back at the old year from a place of gratitude and appreciation for the life we have created and to acknowledge where we are. Otherwise, we kind of let life happen, you know, and we're, we're not living in it consciously. So this is a process that helps us, I think, uh, leave behind the weariness and move into appreciation and gratitude. So, you know, your philosophy of being present to the life that we have, um, it sounds like this is kind of part of that, is, is actually, by being present, I'm assuming that you mean being awake to notice exactly. what is present in your life right now. Is exactly. that right? Yeah. So we look at 2011, and we are thinking about what did this year bring us. Is there a good way for us to approach the ringing out of a year? Do you have ideas about that? Well, we, you and I have done this in a number of ways. I think, I think the first thing we want to do is to reflect, uh, to spend some time quietly looking back and reflecting on what our year has been like. What have I accomplished? What have I learned? How have I grown? What have my days been like? Uh, you know, one of my favorite writers is Annie Dillard, and she, she says something really profound. How I live, spend my day is how I live my life. So that's something in my reflection that I'm very conscious of. How have I spent my time, my days? So reflection is the starting place. Mm, and then I, like I think that. we talk about gratitude, again, as I just mentioned, and being grateful for what has been a part of our lives in this year. And there's a tremendous process that we'll go into some detail about, I think, around letting go. Mm, okay. So shall I save that for a I think so. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about gratitude. Um, yeah, the gratitude piece is, for me, is just so important. Who are the people in my life that I'm grateful for? Uh, and have I told them that? What, uh, what is the biggest uh, triumph that I've had? Mm-hmm. Uh, or the smartest decision I've made? Mm-hmm. What have I completed that I'm happy about? These are the kinds of questions that I think I, in the reflection that I uh, consider. Well, you know, I I, want to thank you for that bend that you take toward gratitude because Mm -hmm. it is so tempting. And I know I've done this myself to kind of fall into the what didn't I get done mindset. Mm -hmm. And this isn't really the gratitude you're describing doesn't sound like it's really about what didn't I get done or what did I get done. It's more about um, 
you know, who's, who's present in my life? Um, what, what have I created? Um, your question about what, what am I most proud of or what's my accomplishment? So it's really, it's really pausing in the positive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And this is to me another angle on the sufficiency dialogue we've been having um, periodically on the show about looking at what you have instead of what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make that connection too. Good. That it's a mindset, isn't it? That uh, mm-hmm. once you, I, I think once I come from that place, everything shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole idea that hmm, you know, I really do have enough. I have a lot. You know. Uh, so the focusing on the positive rather than what is lacking is is a huge shift in the story I tell myself. From a leadership perspective, you know, uh, we, you and I both work with many leaders and doing all kinds of different important and challenging things. Um, what do you recommend when it comes to reflecting and, and um, getting into this mindset of gratitude and, and appreciation? How do you apply that in a leadership context? What might a leader reflect upon? Well, again, I think the leaders focus so the leaders I work with are focused so often on the what's not yet accomplished. Um, that has been for many of the people I've worked with over the years the driving force. What's not yet accomplished that we need to accomplish? Uh, what do we so so? Stepping back long enough to look at what has been accomplished and how it's been accomplished in terms of how, for instance, how people are working together, for uh, how it's been accomplished in terms of uh, the um, kinds of interactions that people have had, the kinds of influence that has been done. That. That to me is critically important. Uh, and again, you know, my work in the, in, for so many years as a consultant was about building inclusive workplaces, places where people could bring their best gifts. And so much of what I try to have leaders focus on is, at this time of year, at the end of the year, is how, how are their people doing and what, how can they be grateful to them and acknowledge them for what, uh, has been accomplished successfully in this year. Yeah, you know, that keeps reminding me of the um, of a show we had earlier in the year. I think the guest was um, Ross Martin, and we were talking about um, being an inspiring leader and inspiring great results through others. Mm-hmm. And we got really, really talking about the giftedness of the people who are around us and the tendency we sometimes have to see what's missing. Yeah. Or, you know, to pay attention to what they're not doing or where they're not perfect instead of to really notice their strengths and their, their contribution, their commitment, their loyalty, um, whatever, whatever they're bringing. So you're, you're, I, I really appreciate the emphasis on, um, looking at the team, looking at the organization and noticing what's there. Uh, I think that's great. Accomplishments are part of the reflection of a year. And we've been saying that we, you know, don't focus on what you didn't get done. Um, on the other hand, maybe make note of that. Oh, let's be realistic. But but I think as we look at 2011, for example, um, uh, my inclination when working with leaders would be to really invite people to notice what they did accomplish and also what they learned. You know, what yeah. was this year about in terms of how you moved forward as an organization or as a team, as a as a person, and what did you learn? 
this year? What new ideas, new skills, new philosophies, um, new moves did you learn? Um, what do you think in terms of accomplishments? Are there any other good um, reflection questions for people when they're looking back at the accomplishments well, of the I, year? I think looking at the decisions you've made, for example, what are some of the best decisions you made? Uh, in in this year of 2011, and uh, and of course, what are some some that you wish you hadn't made in the way what that created a learning opportunity to put it into positive terms? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there unfinished business uh, that you still have on your plate? But I want to. I really want. I really work with the leaders that uh, to to be in the mode of appreciation for uh, rather than the mode of Critics, rather than in the mode of the kind of the the pusher, the 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 one that keeps people moving forward. That's all. That's all necessary at times. But this, to me, is the time of year to acknowledge uh, mm-hmm. and appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, you're reminding me of when I used to be a, a strategy consultant, and we would get to this time of the year. It became very important at the at the leadership level for the CEOs to reflect on the year and actually tell the story of the year. Mm-hmm. That's how I like to think about it. Tell the story of the year to everybody who worked there so that we could all appreciate what not, you know, not only what we had done within our own um, areas of responsibility, but actually what the organization as a whole had accomplished. And in hearing the story of the year, we started here. We, we were set back here. We, we overcame it this way. We mm-hmm. are struggling here. You know, we, we added these people. We added this client. We, you know, in yeah. telling the story of the year, it was always, it was so satisfying actually to just be a part of that and to feel that we had progressed together. That's another idea. I, I love the concept of story. We work with that all the time, don't we? And mm-hmm. uh, the storytelling component, uh, summing up. In you, as you just said, and and putting the the year in the form of a story uh, is a powerful, powerful thing for people. It puts language around uh, and and con- sets a context and sort of a, a, a continuum uh, that makes things makes the events of the year uh, clearer. That makes more sense to people, and I mm-hmm. think from that you can build. Uh, the vision for the future. I think that's well said. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about ringing out the year, and then we'll talk about the new year. Good. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email... Please send it to VisionaryLeader at NeboCompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Are you ready to ring out 2011 and ring in 2012? My guest today is Betty George, and we're talking about how to do just that. Welcome back. Betty, right before the break, we were talking about... Um, really reflecting on 2011 and um, reflecting from the perspective, from from the lens of gratitude and appreciation of what 2011 brought you, even if it was hard lessons, but lessons that you learned. Um, and then looking at accomplishments and, and sort of stepping back from a leadership perspective and looking at the bigger story that's um, happened for your, you and your organization in 2011 and the way that your people have contributed to that. I wonder what else we want to share about ringing out because this is an important process. Yes, it really is. And a key component of it is to uh, let go. There are uh, things that happen, uh, places we've been, experiences we've had that, and more and most importantly, old stories that we hold about what's happening, what's going on in our life that we need to let go of. So there's a process as we ring out the old around letting go. Well, you know that the, the idea of letting go is um, even when you listen to you say it, it kind of always registers for me as um, something that I really need to do. You know, like the the tendency I, I notice, at least in myself and certainly in some of my clients, is is the opposite actually to kind of hang on and mm-hmm. hunker down and try to force completion, you know, and, and some things do need to be let go of. And, and I wonder if we could talk for a minute about, you know, just some examples of the kinds of things that people might want to consider letting go as they leave a year and enter a year. Well, you know, it's, it, I, the helpful way is to go back to the concept of story. The most important stories you'll ever tell are the ones you tell about yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I like to speak with my clients about listening, paying attention to the stories they're telling themselves about whatever's going on. And, and there are some very common ones that uh, I've thought back uh, over this year, actually, in terms of my own stories and, and specifically in terms of the stories of some of the clients I've been working with this, this past year. And I, I see a thread, actually, of... Uh, Stories and some common themes. One that is uh, really a powerful one for a lot of people is this story of being the victim of circumstances. 
uh, it's common for many people to be in that place, being the victim. And isn't it this year for a number of people I've worked with, it's 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 been easy to move into that place. Uh, people have been uh, let go. They've lost jobs. People have been uh, have been asked to take on more responsibilities. Uh, for example. And it's easy to move into victim mode. Several of my clients have recognized this and done an incredible job of letting go of uh, the, this feeling of being completely uh, helpless in the face of circumstances mm-hmm. and, uh, as a result, blaming mm-hmm. others for the circumstances that they're in. Mm-hmm. And if instead moved into uh, creating something brand new for themselves, Hmm. I like the sound of that. You know, I'm struck by this, um, you know, what you're saying about letting go of being being in a victim mindset. And I think a lot of times we don't even realize that that's where we've gotten to, mm-hmm. you know. But the way that I always hear that when I'm in conversation with people is when somebody says, this, you know, such and such was done to me or I had no choice, I was forced to. Yeah. And I, I hear that passive tense, you know, and I realize, ah, this person feels acted upon instead yeah. of, you know, centered or, or sort of operating out of his own powerful self, you know. And, and from that back foot, that acted <laughs> upon sense, you know, it's just very hard to move forward in a way that's creative and, and I want to use the word powerful again, you know, so I like the idea of letting go of that victim stance and actually stepping into a more purposeful and um, self-confident position, even if you're facing something really challenging. Um, some other things that come to my mind that I hear from my clients are letting go of feeling like you're the one who has to make everybody else happy, mm-hmm. or, right? When you, know, you just take on, take that on, you know, and, and often that's exhausting and depleting and frankly, it's a, it's impossible. So that's a good one to let go. Absolutely. Um, another is the the whole idea that I have to ask permission before I act. I have had worked with several uh, leaders in organization who who are working their way up and very near to their goal of being uh, at the next level, and yet still have this idea that uh, they have to ask permission before they make choices rather than being uh, strategic and thinking more broadly and ta- and moving into their own uh, full power, strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being, being bold. Being bold, being courageous, and um, being seen. And I think a lot of what holds people back is the fear of being seen and therefore being vulnerable. So a, a, a story of... Uh, I can do this without asking permission. I've got the space within my uh, areas of responsibility to do this, and I'm going to put myself out there boldly. I like that. I like the idea of making that shift. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one way that I like to think about this kind of a, an exercise is, you know, from what to what. If I'm letting go of this, I'm picking, I'm choosing instead this. I'm letting go of um, asking permission, and I'm, and I'm, I'm taking hold of being bold. Exactly. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, another thought I had was grievances, right? We all have gripes that we, that we're in a habit of carrying around. And 
um, I've noticed lately that I've got some some common grievances that I've I wasn't even really aware that I was um, I was carrying around. But I would recommend that now is a really great time in the spirit of reflection to just sit down and see what your complaints are and whether or not you want to carry them forward or whether you're ready to just let them go. That's what do you right. think of that? So, so what kind of complaints do you, do, do you have or are you hearing that are, are common? Let's think about some of those. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I guess I hear, I hear from my clients sometimes the complaint that um, I'm not set up for success. I don't have what I need. I work harder than everybody else. Nobody mm-hmm. really appreciates me. Um, those are the kinds of things I hear from clients. I'm trying to think for my, for myself. I think, um, I, I think it's similar. <laughs> similar things. I, sure. You know, I think one big one is the complaint about uh, not having enough time uh, to yeah. do X, Y, Z. Not having, especially not having enough time to take care of myself. And I complain about that. That you know, I I hear this from almost everyone I work with. Do you? Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. Not not enough time. Not enough support. You okay. know, nobody helps me. People don't do their part. You know, it's just it's actually tiring me down just to even go through these on, on air. <laughs> let's shift our let's shift our attention here. Um, so another thing we we know is the ringing. This is a big part, right? This is the ringing out part of ending a year, and that's celebrate. Right, so we want to celebrate the year that we've just had, um, and I think so often we don't stop and allow ourselves. We've are, now now if we follow our process, right? We've reflected, we've noticed what we've learned, we've noticed who's helped, we've been in gratitude and appreciation. We're actually feeling pretty good about 2011. We have identified those bugaboos that we were carrying along, and we've decided to let them go, and now we're ready to celebrate. So, what do you advise, Betty, about celebration? <laughs> You can do the usual, right? Have a big New Year's Eve party. (laughs) (laughs) Or go to one, traditional way. I think the celebration, I I, I love the idea of doing something special with those you love. That's one thing. I think giving yourself a treat, you know, giving myself a treat of having uh, a, a massage, a spa day, that kind of thing is a wonderful way to celebrate, to just, and I, I think a third way is to, to celebrate, to tell the people that matter to you uh, how important they are and celebrate, again, going back to celebrating with with others, with those you, you love. Closing mm-hmm. the year in that way can have enormous meaning. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really enjoy the idea also of the season of light and of, mm-hmm. you know, the, the solstice. And for me, celebrating the end of a year has something at this time of year to do with lighting a lot of candles and just love that. creating a different feeling in my home and mm-hmm. in my in my office you know just just really letting it be different than the day to day the usual the idea of the uh the, the solstice and the the light in the winter the winter sky to me has got a quietness to it so the candles and note and noticing the the light in the sky around you, noticing the quiet, you know, and being in that space is a wonderful way to celebrate. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a way of pausing and really being grateful 
back to gratitude. Okay, my mind just went to all those office parties that take place this time of the year. <laughs> well, you know, we're not complaining, right? Some, sometimes those parties are a blast and they're a lot of fun. And, <laughs> and I think if, whether you're attending or whether you're hosting, I guess my, my thought here for our listeners is, you know, enjoy it. You know, this is, this is a special moment and it doesn't have to be trite. It doesn't have to be, um, an obligation, you know, what would make attending or hosting this event really meaningful for you? Whatever the answer to that question is, put it in place. I think you could have just a really wonderful time. I like that. I like that too. Yeah, that's that. I like that a lot. My husband uh, and I hosted many of those over the years, and actually, it was always celebratory and lovely. You know, it took a lot of it took a lot of energy and. Uh, Yet it was it was just a lovely way to end the year and to to say thank you to people and to to just uh, again acknowledge acknowledge the shared endeavor right <laughs> that life is good. I, I used to travel quite a lot to London, and at this time of the year, mm. I would have dinner by myself actually because my business travel in restaurants, and I would see all around the restaurants at every restaurant I went to. Um, British people from their companies out for their office dinners and everyone would be wearing those yellow paper crowns that come in those crackers. And all over London, everyone was wearing crowns in December and celebrating their work. And I thought, yeah, that's fun. That looks like fun. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ring in the new year. Here we go. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Tune in to Tom Says for practical solutions that you can use in your life. Whether it's information you can use for business, spiritual awareness, health, or personal issues, you'll want to listen to this life-changing program hosted by Tom Gerbic. Tom will also invite you to participate by calling in or sending emails. There's no topic that's taboo. With Tom's life experiences, you'll find that a weekly visit can be truly inspiring. Tom Says can be heard on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, with a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Business Channel. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm your host, Kate Ebner, and my guest today is top leadership and life coach, Betty George. We're talking about how to use vision to ring in the new year. So, Betty, it's time for us to look ahead. We've talked about ringing out. We're going to talk about ringing in. And I think that people often approach that in kind of a linear way, you know, sort of starting Monday, I'll do X, Y, and Z. And I think what we wanted to do today is show our listeners how to set an intention for the new year and how to use visioning plus this intention to kind of replace the resolutions and give a really motivating picture to live into in the new year. Does that sound about right to you? Yes, good. Okay. So I use some very specific language. I use the language of, of course, vision, but also intention. And I don't know how much we've talked about that on this show previously, this idea of setting an intention for yourself. Um, but, you know, one of your phrases, Betty, is always live life on purpose, which speaks to intention as well. So can you just share with us, to you, what does it mean to set an intention and how do you do it? Well, for me, the intention has much more to do with uh, being. How do I want to be? Uh, much more about being than about what do I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a starting place for me. And maybe the easiest way for me to describe how I do this is to, to go back to the idea of uh, a, how I set an intention for the day, and then we can expand that into an intention for the year. But I think this, I really do do this each and every day in the quiet of the early morning. I wake up first and try to spend a moment in the spirit of gratitude. That's the starting place. And then I set an intention for that day. How do I want to be today? And, then, uh, for example, uh, well, this morning I, my intention was to be uh, calm and centered and clear as I engage in this conversation with you. That's one intention. The second intention was to have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea of setting an intention as opposed to what I want to get done. I have a to-do list as well, right? But that, to me, is not the, the spirit of my day. The energy that I gain comes from this intention. So you're really suggesting that we um, claim a spirit for yeah. our day or for our hour, whatever, however people want to use it. In our case right now, we're talking about the new year, so setting an intention for the year. Is that right? Correct, yes. So um, shall I continue on on talking about my own as I've thought about this? Would that be useful? Uh, Very useful. Go ahead. All right. So I have, uh, and this relates back to to what you've talked about in terms of my philosophy of life, my intention this year is to be fully present and to be connected uh, as completely as I can be uh, with the people in my life, which includes family and clients and friends, of course, and connected to the earth. 
so fully present and connected are the words that I am using to guide me uh, this in the coming year. Mm, I love that. And, you know, it sounds so, I don't know, lofty, I guess. And I wonder, mm. what, does that, what does that look like day to day? Like if you had that, if, assuming you have that intention for 2012, how would you use that intention day to day, week to week? And, you know, it does sound lofty, and the whole visioning process itself can sound lofty, and it should, as far as I'm concerned, because it is an inspiration to me to, to, to be able to set a, a, an intention that's a stretch, you know. So how does it, what does being present and being connected mean? I, uh, I it consciously work to be to to be in my body to be connected to the earth to feel the ground underneath my feet uh for example this uh is the intention to be connected to the earth that actually gives me strength and gives me uh centeredness i work with my clients in this way mm-hmm. very simple ways uh it sometimes can be a profound uh discovery for people to realize that uh they can gain strength by feeling the connection to the earth, for example. You know, and I think of that, of feeling the connection to the earth and, you know, the, how much people do really gain from mm. their experiences and how much inspiration they take from, from nature or from taking a walk every day or even playing with a pet. You know, it's, 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 there's so much renewal that comes through that, as well as that feeling of um, grounding and connection that you're talking about. Okay, I'm be- I see, I see, I see how to do this. Um, so, using your intention, um, you know, we want to move to the idea of visioning, right? So, how do we? So, we set an intention for the new year, and. My intention, I'll share with you and everyone else Good. who's listening. That was my question. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel it coming. Um, my my intention for the new year is to, um, uh, I'm going to put it in these two words, choose ease instead of, tight. I know, choose ease, E-A-S-E. Oh, okay. Right? So I want to I wanna keep choosing what, what feels effortless or what feels, um, what, what is, not necessarily easier, like taking shortcuts, but I want to. I want to really challenge myself to give up struggle in mm, 2012. Good. I think I. I think as you know, like many people, I work really hard and am always striving and and working to sort of make things happen. This year, I just want to trust my instincts and um, make great decisions, use my time well, and choose ease in the way I approach things. If it's too difficult, I want to challenge myself not to automatically say yes to it anyway. How's that? Oh, that sounds perfect. Okay. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> so we're giving some examples for people who are listening. And and so once you've set an intention, now you and I are talking about this, and we also talk about a lot of things on a, on a daily, weekly basis as friends. So I'm assuming, Betty, that you and I will support each other in our intentions. So I'll help you um, stay connected to nature and the world, and you'll help me choose ease in 2012. Is that is that true? Yes. So I think that's a really important aspect of uh, living into our intentions is to have support, um, to have someone that that you 
share at, at a deep level with that uh, can appreciate and uh, and at times provide objective input. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say, I think that's hmm. right. Now, what was your intention again, Betty? You know, tell me. Oh, yes, you were going to uh, be connected. You were going to uh, spend time each day uh, appreciating nature. You, you know, just to a, rem- a friendly reminder from time to time is quite useful. Yeah, I think the idea of, of a buddy having yeah. a buddy. Absolutely. In the new year is a good is a good one for people to mm-hmm. support the intention and also, of course, the vision. So, shall we try some visioning with our Let's listeners? Do. Okay. So the, we're going to set a one year time frame, right? So it's now just you know if we're going to do a vision, we're looking at December nineteenth, twenty twelve, and that's a year from today, actually. Um, so using this one year vision time frame, we want to be able to, to imagine that it's already December 2012, that we just had the year we really wanted and that we set our intention for, we really accomplished and, and, um, ex- enjoyed, experienced, learned all of the things that we really wanted. So we're going to assume success, which we do when we're visioning. We assume that we are able to achieve and create the vision that we have. Um, and so, the que- let's give our listeners some questions to use to um, to create this vision. So, assuming success, I'll start off by saying, um, what is it that you've created in 2012 for yourself? So, if you're listening out there, you might want to take that question and actually do a little bit of writing, imagining that you've had the year you really wanted. What does it look like? What ha- what what have you created in 2012? And it may be completely new or it may be a continuation of something that you've been working on in 2011. Um, Betty, would you like to offer a question? I, I love that. So I, I think it's really important to uh, to be in the present now and really be in a year from now in 2012. What new experiences have you had mm-hmm. is another question. And one that I'd love is, what did you successfully change in yourself in 2012? Ooh, I like that one. So, as people are hearing the questions, they can actually, you know, press pause and do a little bit of writing, do a little bit of thinking about these questions, and then that begins to show you not what your New Year's resolution should be, but what your real intention and your real aspiration for the New Year is. Um, love those questions. Um, here's another one. Um, what one word mm. or phrase was your theme in 2012? Right? What what's what's the theme, the mantra that you that you um, marched to, that you operated from in 2012? And can you come up with that? I love that. Another one. I I loved is who or what other than yourself were you most committed to loving or to serving in 2012 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who or what were you most committed to loving or serving in 2012 you know I like that you put the question the word loving in there because I think when we talk about this in the in the workplace um we again tend to tend to see people organize themselves around what they want to accomplish at work, but actually we're bringing a more holistic visioning process. Mm-hmm. We want you to, and it could well be that there's a loving aspect to the way that you lead and the way that you work. But we want to make sure that you're 
um, your commitment is a, a heartfelt commitment. Um, so good. I love that question. Um, and I guess we'll do one or two more questions. Um, I think a question I have is, uh, what advice do you have for yourself mm. as you enter the new year? And we could do this as a retrospective, but I think I'll just make it a present tense question. You know, here we are, December 19th, 2011. What advice do you have for yourself, knowing yourself as well as you do, um, as you enter this new year? Write it down. How about you, Betty? I love that. Um, what about, what did you give yourself in the new year that may have, at the time, may have felt like an extravagance or a very unusual move for you, but resulted in being a wise move, something that supported you in the long term? Beautiful. That's a great question. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to bring this all together. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. My guest today is Betty George, a top leadership and life coach who frequently collaborates with me in bringing visioning to leaders. And I want to invite those of you listening to email us um, with your thoughts and your ways of ringing in the new year. I'd love to include that in our Visionary Leader newsletter next month. So send us your your ways of ringing in the new year. Um, Betty and I have been talking about how to set an intention for the new year and then how to create a vision to support that. We've given you some visioning questions that you can actually respond to in writing. And I'll share with you that um, not all of us love to sit down and write. So another way you could go is to copy these questions down, invite your best friend out for 
coffee or or tea or whatever it is you'd like to have lunch and and actually interview each other and do each other the service of writing down you know you write down your friends responses your friend writes down your responses and you can give them back to each other at the end of the hour or at the end of the conversation and i think the main thing is go ahead you know don't let yourself don't hold yourself back from actually reflecting on not only the old year but also the new year how does that sound to you betty that sounds great. Kate and I have done that with each other uh, numerous times, and it adds it adds a uh, a lot of power to the uh, process. It, it's an inspiration in and of itself, and I think inspires commitment to have said it out loud to another person. Uh, I think this is really important. Another thing I wanted to add that I, as I've thought about this, doing this program with you today, Kate, is uh, that for people, including myself, uh, at my age, being 70 plus, uh, the idea of visioning 10 years out or 20 years out is a little, uh, well, it's a stunning thought. Well, where will I be? Mm-hmm. I am much more comfortable envisioning a year out. And I'm finding, for different reasons than mine, my clients are too. They're much more ready often to start. It seems like a step they can take. So often the the the, the vision for a year for you know the year I'm about to, to create is is something that uh, has a lot of power and seems easier for people to get into. Um, so I just put that out there as as. Mm-hmm. I like see that. if you have run into that same uh, sort of reluctance that some folks mm-hmm. have to to create a vision for a, a ways into the future. I think for some it takes some practice to be able to do that. There's something sort of scary about it to some of my clients. Well, you know, in working with vision and especially in working on, on this radio show, I am very keenly aware of how time works for people. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I know as coaches that the past is a place of, uh, it's a source of perspective. It's a source of wisdom, experience. The past is a, the, the, you know, when we think about the past as we were inviting people to do at the beginning of our show, um, it's, it's a great place to visit. Um, if all of your emphasis and focus is on the past, you will not create momentum and action toward no. the future. No. You know, and I think of the present as being the place of action, right? From the pre- in the present moment, we can make decisions and choices that move us forward. So I'm always interested in my work with clients to see what are you doing today? You know, what are you doing yeah. this week? And then when we think about the future, um, that's the domain of possibility, right? And, the, and we think about the future, that's really, uh, the, we're moving toward it, we're creating it all the time. Um, it hasn't happened yet. There's no reason to tell ourselves no about the future, you know. So exactly. for, for me, the visioning process is one that invites us to tell ourselves yes and to allow ourselves to really have a picture of what our heart really wants, um, for our organizations, for our families, for our, for the, you know, for our work, for our lives. And so this, this, this domain of the future is this vast, you know, unknown and just Friday, I was working with a leader who who naturally thinks in twenty year 
vision. But I would say that he is rare. He's the anomaly. Most people I work with are much more comfortable looking out five years, looking out three years, and mm-hmm. most comfortable with the one year that you're describing. So that's my long-winded way of saying, yes, I agree with you. I think I think having a one-year time frame is incredibly helpful. It's just, it's practical. You can begin on it right now and in a before you know it, you'll be able to reflect on it and, and see how you did it creating that one-year vision. You know, so building on that, I uh, I would like to add that, you know, Kate is the one who posed this question to me, I, I don't know how long ago, Kate, five or six years ago, so Betty, so what is your vision for five years out? And I thought, it stopped me in my tracks. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do remember and that. so I have really uh, spent time reflecting on that, and what I have ended up doing and, and believing in so strongly is that it's important for me, and in fact I believe for as many of us as possible, to hold a vision for the future that is way out into the future, that to hold this, so, so I have been inspired by your posing that question to me, and I have uh, each year since created a vision that includes a vision for this, for this planet being whole and healed and peaceful. And knowing full well that that is something I may not actually witness, but I feel that, that, that holding that dream, holding that vision, imagining that possibility is really important for me to be doing. Hmm. So, it, it, so I have moved from be, feeling somewhat, uh, what is the word, stymied by the idea of creating a vision for the future into really holding a, a really inspiring, big vision. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad you shared that. I think that that's an important idea that, you know, regardless of the, uh, you know, the, the length of time that any one of us is here, mm-hmm. having a vision for the future means we live in the present differently, I think. That's and, right. you know, wh- one of the things you've said to me is that having a, a vision enables you to be conscious of the choices you're making day to day and continually um, adapt and sort of recalibrate so that you are actually con- constantly making the choice to be operating from your intention. And that's, that's I'm back to the whole um, be present to the life you have idea. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if um, I want to simplify what I'm saying and say, by being aware of what you have in your life and what your intention for the future is, you can choose wisely every day and even every hour. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for summarizing in that beautiful way. Well, you know, Betty, thank you for joining me today. And as we come to the end of our hour, I want to really express my appreciation of you and of the perspective and the ideas and the guidance you offered to our listeners this morning. And also, I want to thank you for your friendship. And thank you for yours. It's a special one we have. It is. I'd like to share um, from John O'Donohue for our listeners his blessing for a new beginning from the book To Bless the Space Between Us. You gave me that book, Betty. Do you like this idea? I'll go ahead if you think it's a good idea. It's a wonderful idea. Okay. We'll end after that. For a new beginning. In out-of-the-way places of the heart where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness grow inside you, 
noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety and the gray promises that sameness whispered, heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered, would you always live like this? Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plentitude opening before you. Though your destination is not clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the world that awaits you. I want to wish everyone a very happy new year and a terrific time ringing out 2011. Thank you. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.